with technology, the more you focus on something, the more you're forced to focus on something because that's what you're going to get seen more. And I think that's one of the reasons we feel the way we do is because we're really focused on or surrounded by stuff that isn't necessarily serving us. What I am trying to do is help you understand that in order to have a rich, dynamic, positive, fulfilling life, you're going to have to have an information stream that is consistently constructive. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was a very deep one. Episode number 1,272, how much is your self-talk holding you back today? For episode number 1,273, this is what's controlling how you feel. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite shows ever of all time, King of Queens with the hilarious Kevin James, who is also a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and huge fan of mixed martial arts, and Parks and Recreation, two of my all-time favorite shows. I went through a spurt where I was watching King of Queens. When I'd eat, I'd watch King of Queens. When I was r and I'd watch King of Queens. Huge fan, love it. I noticed that the jokes I would make around the house, the jokes I'd make between Tara and I, were a little more King of Queens-esque. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily negative, not necessarily bad, but I noticed, hmm, interesting. That sounds like something they'd say on King of Queens. Hmm, okay. I also flash back to when I was very, very deep in Parks and Rec. That has its own unique level and the own unique brand and flavor of comedy. I noticed that I would start adopting those behaviors as well. And it's very interesting because I never understood. You'd hear people say, um, I, here's the reason I don't watch the news, right? Like, I don't want it messing with my mind. I don't want to f- be focusing on that stuff, whatever it is. Or here's the reason I don't listen to X music, whatever it may be. I had a week where I did not consume a lot of social media. And I feel drastically better. I feel less anxious. I don't feel as pulled to want to view social media. It's very interesting how when you take your focus off of something, it allows you to focus on other things and you don't get the negative feedback from the thing you used to focus on. So the goal, the point, the lesson, the takeaway in today's episode is whatever you are allowing to become an input energetically from content, people, places, things, ideas, feelings, that is what's controlling how you feel. If you are taking in information, it's altering the way that you look at everything else. It's altering the way that you feel. It's altering the way that you focus. And this is what I told Alan. I said, it's even weirder because if if you consume social media, which most humans do, the way the algorithm is set up is to show you more of what you're consuming. So say I watch a lot of car videos. It's going to show me more car videos. I notice that when I'm watching a lot of stuff about mixed martial arts, it shows me more of that. There's a reason for that because it's trying to get you to stay there longer. So it's almost like 
with technology, the more you focus on something, the more you're forced to focus on something because that's what you're going to get seen more. And I think that's one of the reasons we feel the way we do is because we're really focused on or surrounded by stuff that isn't necessarily serving us. All right. So I have an analogy, Kev, please. Okay. Kevin, you are at sea and you're on a ship at sea. Okay. Yeah, look at him rocking. And this ship, every ship, has four main roles on the ship, so to speak. Okay? Yep. yep. All right. There is the crew that rows the ship and sets the sail. Okay? There's the first mate that runs the crew. Okay. Then there's the captain that steers the ship mm. and, and steers the rudder of the ship. Mm. Okay? So bring me that horizon, Kev. I'm okay? On it. Yep. There's a fourth role, and it's someone beneath the ship that has the compass and the maps and is charting the course. Mm. And John Maxwell has this great analogy where he says, anyone can steer the ship. It takes a leader to chart the course. And this is not a leadership episode, but this is, this is what I want to share with everyone. Imagine you're on that ship and what information is coming from below the ship? In other words, imagine the person charting the course yells up and says, you got to go northeast. You got to go northeast. Okay, there's a big storm coming. You got to go northeast. And so you change the rudder. You change, You tell the, tell the first mate. First mate tells the crew. Crew rows in a different direction and sets the sail differently. Mm. Okay? I think that that's what, at least that's what I aspire to have this podcast be for people which is making sure that the person charting the course below deck is feeding you the right information, feeding you accurate information, helping you understand where the storms are, helping you understand where to head, helping you understand what's actually at the end of the horizon. Is it a mirage or is it real? Is the world flat or is it, you know, round, spherical? And, and so the idea here is if you watch the news, if you watch reality TV, if you have these guilty pleasures... That's all fine. I'm not trying to villainize that. What I am trying to do is help you understand that in order to have a rich, dynamic, positive, fulfilling life, you're going to have to have an information stream that is consistently constructive. And so this podcast is a good example, but it doesn't have to be this podcast. It could be, I have one client who listens to our show and several other shows, and they're all on the very constructive, positive end. And they all have their own unique twists. But that's far... We cannot pretend that watching our favorite sitcom is just as valuable as a deeply meaningful book. Damn. When it comes to leaking into our actions. Say again? Uh, damn. Just damn. I know. That doesn't mean you can't watch sitcoms. Uh-huh. I love Friends. I love um, House MD. You know, there's a bunch of shows that I enjoy too. Movies, same deal. But I notice the different movies I watch, they do affect me. What happens different... when you watch House? Yeah. So House is an extremely, extremely intelligent human being, a genius. And he essentially on this show, for those of you who don't know, particularly those who are newer listeners, because um, it's a pretty old show. He is like, it's based on Sherlock Holmes. And so he has a best friend named Wilson and they essentially identify and diagnose the root cause of diseases so that they can cure them. So it's a really positive thing in that sense. And I love root cause analysis and all stuff. What happens, unfortunately, though, is when I watch House, he's arrogant. And I'll end up more arrogant. 
And it brings out the part of me that's very intellectual, which I adore, mm-hmm. and is very strategic in finding the root cause. And when a client comes to me, I'm very good at diagnosing what I think the root cause of the issue for their lack of growth or lack of achieving their goals or struggles in their relationships, whatever it is. But I end up arrogant. And I, I don't want to say I end up arrogant. This isn't like a one or a zero. I end up a little bit more overly confident and I rub people more the wrong way because I'm less empathetic. Um, and if you've ever seen the show, it would make sense, right? And so I lean into my intellectual, but I'm also less empathetic, which is very bad for a coach who wants to help people. You know, people don't know care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and that's what happens to me. So my question that I wrote down here is what information is guiding your life? Is it excellent books? Is it a certain podcast? Um, and, and the other piece, the, the reason why this episode came up, Kev, mm-hmm. was you and I were talking about a book we're reading in book club, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, Dr. Caroline Leaf. She has this think, feel, choose um, framework around how we make decisions as human beings. And this takes us all the way back to the hyperconscious days of change the way you think, change the way you act, change the way you live. And so we wanted to have an episode where we sat down and talked about what is it that's controlling how you feel. And by the way, if you, th- if you have positive information coming in and you're thinking about it, that's going to change the way you feel, both good or bad, and then that's going to dictate what you do about it. In other words, do you inject a new belief? Do you take a new action? Do you change your perception? Do you change the story you told yourself? Whatever it is. And so I use the simple analogy of, in book club, I said, everyone please think of their pet right now. Think of their pet. And everyone's smiling and everyone's feeling positive emotions. Unless you have a really bad relationship with your pet, you most likely feel really good. So if I think of little Tucker or Tariel, it's like it lights me up. Why? Because I'm thinking about something positive and then it's evoking an emotion and the emotion is positive and then I'm probably going to go do something positive. Not always, right? But the idea is this episode, this is what's controlling how you feel. It's what you're thinking about. And what you're thinking about is controlled by what you allow into your consciousness and what you allow into your consciousness is the person's places, things, and ideas that you surround yourself with every day. I, upon that, think, feel, act, had a breakthrough. So I've been going to the gym. I went to the gym seven days last week. Seven times. I won't say, I, I did seven sessions. So some days I don't go, but I do two sessions the next day. So I'll do two half-hour sessions, whatever it is. It was far easier for me to go to the gym when I was doing cardio, when I was doing boxing. Because when I think about lifting, I feel pain because my shoulder is killing me. My neck is killing me. My body just does not feel good. And that makes me not want it act. I, I don't want to work out. I don't want to lift weights right now because yep. every time I do it, I have a negative association. I, I always leave the gym. I feel good leaving the gym. The next day I wake up and I like can't turn my neck. So I reach, I, I have a physical therapy appointment and all that happy jazz. But that's interesting because I think about it and I get that same feeling of, well, this is going to suck again. And that's exactly what's happening to all of us. Yeah. My name is Nathan Schwarman. I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. I've been a client of Allen's for coming on two years now, and I really can't recommend this program enough. 
Alan's always there for me uh, with great advice uh, and holding me accountable uh, every step of the way and and really leading by example. I've grown a lot in his program, but he, he's grown alongside with me. So I'd, I'd really recommend joining up on the program and, and joining the community. So out there right now, think about exercising. Is that Does that evoke a positive emotion? And like, does that excite you? Or is that like something you dread? Mm. I'll give you another example. Um, Amy Diaz, OG Amy, she wouldn't mind me sharing this. We do an uh, EA, so Executive Admin Fit Pick is what we're doing. Just us three holding each other accountable, basically. And Amy sends a picture of the dance studio in Tennessee that she goes to. She's dancing for exercise. And she loves it, right? Obviously, she's going to have a positive association with dancing and with exercise. Mm. More so than going to the gym in a dark room with lifting heavy iron around yeah. sweaty people, right? No one likes that. And so, uh, and I often joke, but I hate the Stairmaster. Mm. Absolutely hate it. I it just, the it's the worst. Um, and I did it the other night for half an hour while listening to um, personal development, which makes it even worse, quite frankly. Understandable. Because I'm exercising my mind and my body and it's late and I just hate my life. Um in that moment. Uh, but I also love the feeling after and the feeling after is, and so I'm, I'm at like 15 minutes, right? I'm at the 15 minute mark and I got to go for half an hour on this stupid thing. And so I'm literally hating every second of it. And all these excuses start coming up of like, I could always just not, you just not do it. I could, I could listen to the music instead. Uh, and then you know how on the Stairmaster you can like lean forward and take mm-hmm. the, take the stress off. I'm instead I'm holding my hands behind my head. I'm insane with this, but I also want to prove to myself that I can do it. So anyways, we get done with the workout and for some reason when I weight train, I don't sweat a ton and I understand it's only a half hour workout and I'm probably not working out hard enough. Okay. Fair enough. But with the Stairmaster, I am, it's like, I just jumped in a lake, Mm. man. And also the other piece when you're on the Stairmaster too, I'll share this with everyone. You have a hoodie on and you're like, how long can I last with the hoodie on? Mm. You know, I don't want to take the hoodie off. I just want to sweat it out. I, I lasted, I think, like 17 minutes. And I was like, I'm Past not doing it. Past a certain it. point, it's like, we're already <clears throat> drenched. For me, I just leave it on. I'm already drenched. It's, it's just suffering, though, because it's. I yeah. just want a little bit of relief. But that's, you know, to your point, if you're trying to burn calories, it's important to keep it on. But here's my point. Obviously, I'm going to have a worse association with exercise that I hate the Stairmaster than Amy going to dance for exercise. Yeah. And so whichever side of the spectrum you're on when it comes to exercise or when it comes to reading or when it comes to eating salads or whatever, I hate, I don't like salad. Can't stand salad, right? And Emilia always asks me, do you want a salad tonight? And it's like, eh, no, but please make me one, I'll eat it. And so for those of you who struggle to be consistent, You've got to take control of this process. Here's what I do. Come outside the gym. I told Kevin this earlier. Come outside the gym and there's Papaginos right there. And I'm fasted for 20 hours. I'm so hungry. And I'm in a cut too, so it's like the worst. I smell Papaginos. I see Papaginos. And I'm so hungry. And the craving starts. And I love pizza. Love it. Anyone who doesn't like pizza is lying to you. Right? Love pizza. Joking. But I do love pizza. And I'm like, I have think about pizza. 
okay? Feeling hunger, absolute hunger and, and discomfort in my stomach. Choose. So you said think, feel, act. It's actually think, feel, choose, mm. but it's the same idea. I choose to wait until I get home to eat and I'm choose to eat the food that we already prepared. And again, not always. Sometimes I do get pizza or subs or, oh my God, cheesy fries. Chili cheese fries? Of course. You at Harry's? You ever had chili cheese fries at Harry's? I've never had them from Harry's, but I've definitely had my fair share. I'm gonna have to, I best. told you, I'm having chili tonight, son. I see you. You let me off I this damn microphone. <laughs> that's a fact. Um, but that's, that's all I'm saying is that every second of every day, you are having thoughts. Those thoughts are creating emotions. Those emotions are informing your decisions and your choices. And the choices that you make are dictating the quality of your life. And more importantly than anything else, and the real point of this episode is the information that you're allowing into your consciousness, aka my voice right now, is what's steering this ship. Mm. And denying that is naive. How much, uh, I don't know if it maybe it doesn't say it in this book, and we'll, we'll go here because it's been a long day of recording, but how much of the decision is actually conscious? Uh, there's a lot of varying data on that i would say at least half are unconscious from all yeah. of the research i've done at least some people say 96 percent, up to 96 percent of your success in life comes down to your influences aka the people you surround yourself with the ideas you allow into your consciousness um and i would say it's probably higher than 50 percent. but there's there's some data that shows like 50 percent. i think the lowest i've ever seen was 46 percent. we but were either way it's a huge chunk yeah one of the examples I was going to use, shout out to Derek if Derek's listening, but Derek and I both love mixed martial arts. So when there's UFCs on, we message back and forth on Instagram. And I told Alan, I was like, well, imagine, so it's a direct feed to my brain, UFC, 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 UFC. It's like that's in that moment, that's what I'm focusing on, right? Like that's what I'm consuming. That's coming into my brain. And I said, but for other people, maybe it's something else of, Derek will tag me and things and say, hey, Kev, did you see blank, like this this fight that's coming up? Somebody else might be tagging you in, hey, did you see this drama in the world? Now, sometimes it's good to be informed, obviously, of what's happening in the world. I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but that's hijacking your thoughts, which, mm -hmm. are, you know, that could be taking over everything else. So I just wanted to use that example because Derek and I are having constant conversations about, not constant, but we're connecting over this core value that we have this core um pleasure i guess right we, we both love it we're both huge fans of it for you maybe you're having maybe your core connection to somebody else is something that's not nutritious not that ufc is but it's not necessarily bad either well kev you told me recently we did an episode on the number one habit that's made the biggest difference in your life yeah, yeah. and you said 30 minutes of learning mm -hmm. and all that is is information into kevin's brain that gets him thinking, yeah. gets him feeling, and gets him choosing different things. And yeah. the, the very last analogy will go, inner tube, you're on the beach. We've all done this. You're sitting there on the inner tube, mm. and all of a sudden, you're a mile down the beach from your towels because it just drifts you in the wrong direction. And so that's if you're watching the news and you're, and you're listening to commercials and you're X, Y, Z, and you're not taking control of the information streams most likely you're drifting to a place that you might not want to go. And the chances of that being your goals and dreams are 
next to none. So I hope that everyone listens to inspiring, high-quality, accurate information. Kevin and I work really hard to make sure that the information we share on this show is of the highest possible quality to guide you in a direction that is positive based on the accurate truth. And, you know, of course, they've gotten better as we've gone, but I think we get closer and closer and closer to the truth as we go. And hopefully it's been a real help to to sort of steer you in a better, a better, more constructive direction. Speaking of truth, let me mess you up with some. You think I'm getting my butt in an inner tube floating out to the ocean? You are mad. Maybe like a lake? No current. Like, on, like in a lake? No current in the lake. Uh, with boats and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you do you think? Float I'm over reckless the, like you? Floating the wind, out by the boats? Son. When I was a little kid, Look, dude. I was in an inner tube, and one of my neighbors said that they found me screaming in the back of the lake. Mm-hmm. First of all, you lived in a, a large pond. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> large pond, small lake. But yeah, I he tells me that, that story. I was like seven years old. He tells yeah, me that story all the time. Well, the wind, yeah, that is fair. But again, I'm not putting my butt. You think I'm going out to the ocean in a lifesaver saying like basically eat me? Not going to happen. Pass. Mm-mm. Hard pass for me. Thank not you. after Soul Surfer. Not after anything. Jaws did it for me. I know it's not real, but real enough. Yeah. That was based, on a, Spielberg. True, it was based on a true story. Bull sharks. That was based on a true story. Look it up. Bull sharks went up the river. Bull sharks. Yes. What? Bull sharks can sw- bull sharks can swim in fresh water. Look it up. They found bull sharks in lakes. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> and if you're listening, maybe you should look it up because I could be wrong, but I'm 99% <laughs> sure I heard that somewhere. As I tell everyone that we yeah, yeah, yeah. do accurate information, you throw That's out accurate. a dinger that might not be true. You want to look it up. You want to look it up while I do this outro, you can. No, Next man, it's all level, good. Nation, if you are interested in joining us live in person on April 1st, 2023, please click the link in the show notes. We're having a live event and going back to one of the other episodes we did how much is your self-talk holding you back? You might, you're going to say one of two things. I am not the type of person who goes to things like this. I am the type of person who goes to things like this. If you are the type of person who says you're not, you're not going to meet new people. You're not necessarily going to have the identity shifts that are going to be so powerful for you. If you can be courageous for a moment and you can say, you know what? I am the type of person who does scary things. If I believe they will benefit me, click the link in the show notes and check it out. Kev, before we went to the, our very first seminar, live event, mm-hmm. this is not a seminar, it's an experience, but mm-hmm. before we went to Brendan Burchard, you were like, mm-mm, no chance. Not the, not the type of person. And then after that, you were like blown away, changed of identity. Talk to me, quick. It's just, when you feel like you're the only person that feels the way you do. So for me, I felt like I was really the only person in my friend group that cared that much about growth other than you. And I got in a room with other people who had big goals and big dreams and I actually felt like I fit in. I was so used to feeling like I stood out that in a room of other growth-minded individuals, I felt like I fit in. So for me, it was very reassuring that I was on the right path. I met a lot of people. Some people, I mean, we met Alessandro. Alessandro, your eyes are right there, sir? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a long day. I get nervous when your eyes bug out like that. Uh, My contacts are drying out. Close your eyes. Kill the bug. We met Alessandro, mm-hmm. who is Alessandro's on the team with us. Right, oh, yeah. that that was wild. We met people that we we partnered up with and masterminded. Other people we met in person later on. It's yeah, it's one of the biggest things I ever did. Even though I was the most scared in the beginning. 
if you want to come to Next Level Live, that is the the place to shift your identity. We're going to work a lot on that, different groups, all that. If you also are feeling like you need some direction and you're not local and you're not going to be coming to Next Level Live, mm-hmm. we have something called the Next Level Five to Thrive. It is essentially get some direction, get some clarity, get some commitment towards your goals and dreams. The the five to thrive are clarity, commitment, confidence, community, and consistency, which are the five C's, the next level five to thrive. So it's a free course, completely free. Go, go to the website. The link will be in the show notes. Click on that. You download it. It's five modules. And no matter what, you will leave that course having more direction and more certainty. Um, and that's really the the key here is have more certainty that your future is bright. Next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1,274. Where can you be the most you? So we're, we talk a lot about belonging, fitting in, finding your people. We will be talking about that. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.